0: Welcome to the Custom
1: Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge.
0: Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. So one thing has become clear this year um, is that most of our new customers at Coldessi and Coleman Company. Um, if they're adding new machines to their shop or they're um, they're just getting into business, one or the other, uh, one thing is really clear is that they're not doing just T-shirts or sometimes they're not doing T-shirts at all. I mean, if you've been to any trade shows or if you get the emails from, uh, you know, from Graphics Pro or Impressions or any of those folks, and even in the Cold emails, you'll see almost a 50-50 ratio between information about uh, custom t-shirts and information about not custom t-shirts. So things like the embroidery grip for um, Avanti embroidery machines and cutters and spangle machines um, are getting more popular. We even just did a great new video with Mark and and Hannah did recently about making custom whiskey glasses uh, with digital heat effects. So that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast
1: today. Um, Hi, my name is Mark Stevenson and this is Mark Vila and today we're talking about uh, thinking outside of the t-shirt and it's just about what you said Mark there it's uh, right now uh, a lot of folks when they start up their business or they or they might be have been in business for a while and are in a little bit of a rut and they're mainly making uh, t-shirts or polo shirts or I'd say even hats, you know, could be yeah. in that line. Um, but they're doing the very traditional things, and they're doing what people are asking for, which your, your customers come to you and they say, hey, we need some t-shirts for this event. Okay, I'll make you those shirts, you know, money, exchange, profit. Um, yeah. but, but we're trying to figure out a way to expand that and to grow. Right. Yeah,
0: because, I, I mean, one of the things that motivated me to start looking at this is, is trolling YouTube videos on the custom apparel business. And um, there's there's a lot of talk about the difference in profitability between making a custom T-shirt and doing some of these side projects, like promotional products and things like that. Um, so you could also almost consider it, um, you know, T-shirts, custom T-shirts, or if you're into embroidery, then custom embroidered polos are probably the most competitive marketplace uh, for the products you can produce with your equipment.
1: Oh, and I'd say, um, you know, really, I think what it's about when we start looking at that and the profitability of the different items, right? And it's, this is really going to depend on your niche and who you're selling to, right? Yeah. Um, Because you can, um, you know, if you're selling to a bit of a high-end user, and you're purchasing, um, high-end polo type of garments, you know, moisture wicking shirts and doing embroidery that's hard to do on, uh, things like that. You might be charging particular, particularly a lot for these polos. They might be 50 plus dollars and your cost is, is in the twenties. So, you could be in, you could be in a great spot in there, but not somewhere else. Conversely, yeah. like you said, though, I mean, some of the polo stuff, if you're doing the low end type of stuff, there's going to be giant shops out there that are going to sell it with the embroidery for $9.99 yeah. and you're buying it for, for $8.99. And
0: I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that you, you're, you're not still making money in t-shirts. We haven't noticed any change in the profit profitability of our customers. Mm-hmm. Every time we survey um, anyone for the past three or four years, it's been you know you can make a ten to fifteen dollars a t-shirt right in that range for print or embroidery, and sometimes it's a lot more. So it's not to say that you can't make money in custom tees. It's just to say that there are there's often less competition and more profitability per item if you if you just go like one step out of your comfort zone or what you're used to doing
1: yeah do well and and really doing something that other people are less likely to offer anytime right. something is more scarce it's worth more money right i mean that's just essentially how how things work in the world so if all of if all the shops in your area if all the competition that you're dealing with if you have a handful of competition or a lot of competition, if they're all offering the same thing that you are, you're probably going to be in a, in a lower margin on those products because you're competing against multiple people and it's a race to, you know, who, who might sell it for the cheapest or, or whatever it might be. But if you're the only one that's really pushing, um, with the whiskey glass example, as you mentioned, and if everyone's offering the same things out of the same catalogs with the same ideas and you come with this new idea that nobody else is doing then it, you more than likely can sell that for more money because the competition is less right
0: yeah i th- i think the whiskey glasses are go- a good example not not just because i would use them on such a regular basis okay <laughs> um but because um because it is something that you know really like we it was your idea i think that you know you you get this brand new product that none of us had even thought of and this whole world opens up to you of not only you know other things that you might produce other than just the whiskey glasses but um but customers that might want to purchase those you know i mean maybe if you are used to selling regular um you know you're in the custom t-shirt business uh gosh like uh, wedding favors of custom whiskey glasses is a great idea, you know, and then going from that into um, imprinting on wooden hearts for wedding favors or doing uh, custom handkerchiefs for, for, for weddings and things like that. You know, you start to like snowball into these um, side niches that are really profitable and, you know, you're not going to have everybody knocking on, your customer's door saying, Hey, you know, here are two cool, cool new things that I can do, you know, is I can do custom whiskey glasses and I can do, you know, embroidered koozies. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that, um, you make a good point, you know, in talking about these things and, and, and you made a good point in bringing up this podcast, I think. And the, the reason is, is when, when you're out there and I was just really thinking about this a lot over this past weekend, actually, when you first came up with the idea or was yesterday? Yesterday. One of those. Last we've night. We've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy. There's been a lot of things going on. Yeah. Um but anyway, I was I sat down for probably about 15 minutes and I was really just thinking about this and looking at going into custom apparel startups and looking at what people are talking about and looking at what captures attention. Then I went into some of our email. Uh, our email open rates and click rates and things like that and looked at some items that we sold. And when something is particularly unique or different, then it captures more attention in general. Right. So posts, um, somebody had posted about making glasses and, and printing on glass and someone else had posted about um, printing on wood. And there was a lot of comments underneath there. People were interested. Right. This looks very cool. This is very interesting. Then we look at our emails and we see, you know, uh, UV printing on a guitar and UV printing on a toilet seat are some of, are some of the emails that got a lot of attention. Um, printing on a t-shirt catches a lot of attention for sure. And, and it does great. But when we show somebody printing on a mug, that captures a little bit more within our audience, right? Because right. printing, printing on mugs is nothing new. But they're not – but a lot of folks out there listening – or a lot of people out there buying from Coleman and Company not now, or right now are typically printing on T-shirts and might not necessarily be looking into the mug business as a good, possible, profitable um, endeavor to go down. Yeah, you know, since
0: you mentioned the mug business, I think I'm going to take, uh, take an opportunity here to, um, to do a little commercial.
1: Okay, let's do it. Let's hear it. And
0: that is, um, I don't know if you have, uh, have heard this out in CAS podcast land, um, but Cold SE has added a new family member to the Cold SE family of brands, and that is uh, bestblanks.com. So we're still in kind of a transition period at the moment in 2020, but uh, very soon it'll be a lot more integrated into what we do. And bestblanks.com is is pretty much the place to go to get sublimation blanks and sublimation printers and inks and toners and things like that. So um, that that is my plug for for this episode.
1: Really, it seems then that that this podcast mark was that you picked this topic on purpose.
0: No, I never do anything. On <sighs> you purpose. Tricked, everyone you listens trick everyone
1: that trick me. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's actually it's a funny coincidence, which is why it was important to bring this up because obviously I don't think that it's any secret that the promotional item business is. Um, is huge, right? I yeah. mean, there's, there's the ASI and all these other things out there and people have been doing it for years and it's a very, it can be a very competitive industry as well, right? I mean, selling pens and things like that out of a a magazine, right? You know, I mean, you get, here's your, here's your pricing, here's how much money, there's a million different things to choose, there's a million different right. places to buy it. But really what this comes down to, I think, is about creatively using the equipment that you have. Right and and creatively considering what you're going to do next so i like that when we mention mugs and whiskey glasses and koozies we're we're thinking about things that are fairly um uncommon uncommonly seen on those so i have this mug that i did not make this one but it's Mm -hmm. a waldorf astoria mug it's not because i'm that fancy it's just it's in my cupboard
0: Right. um so i used
1: it and um this this clearly was done with like a laser etching or something like that but this is very typical of what a mug looks like it's one color it's a mildly simple logo um and that's pretty typical and then there are like sublimatable mugs right and that's the ones where you see where there's pictures on them and it's on on a white mug right and that's now becoming very common too sublimation's really common But with a digital heat effect system, if you have one, um, or if you're thinking about investing in one, that's a digital printer that can print on a dark colored mug. So this mug right here, we can put a digital photo of, say, Mark Stevenson's face on it. You could do that. And you probably should. (laughs) Um, No, we should not do that. But but this isn't a horror podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but saying that that is significantly different than than what's offered out there. Yeah. That's really unique. And, and I think that that when we're talking about thinking outside the t-shirts and offering different things, some of them are just going to be real simple, like just offer koozies, but others are going to be within the equipment that you have, especially if you have some sort of a digital printer, which a lot of the equipment that we sell at cold SC is digital. Yep. And then you can do things that nobody else can. Or not nobody else can, but very few people can within this the the whole within the entire industry of customization. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it is screen printed or sublimated um, or using some sort of a sticker material. And these yeah. are really going to be limited.
0: And there's just like Mark said in the beginning, there's value in that uniqueness. And there's always also value in just you personally being able to do it. We'll mm-hmm. use digital heat effects as an example a lot here, because if you, if you have a digital heat effects printer, it doesn't matter which model, um, you know, you can, do, you can do the custom mugs. So if somebody's already coming to you for, um, you know, for custom t-shirts or for, you know, digitally printed hats or something like that, the idea that they can just come to you and also get a black or a red or a dark blue mug with their with their company logo on it or somebody's face or a name, you know, there's, there's profitability in that as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's, uh, and you might, if you're less, uh, I can't even, I can't even get the thought out correctly. (laughs) If you, if you are one of the few people that's offering something that's a little bit more unique, again, we're going back to that scarcity Mm -hmm. and uh, and what it's worth. So a white mug with a sublimated image on it, or a laser etched mug, which these are going to be common things that can be found out there, are going to have a a lower price tag than somebody who's got, say, a dark colored mug with a digital image on it, because you just can't get there somewhere else. And when we're talking, going into digital printing, it's a concept that we've talked about a lot. Someone will say, um, you know, what's one way to compete against uh, screen printers and things like that? And we'll say, when you're doing your consultation with your customer, if they come to you and say, I want a blue shirt with white lettering on it, you should be selling more colors up front for the same price. Say, okay, well, actually, why don't we do an outline and maybe we can do a digital image inside. How about leopard print? You know, whatever it might be. And you get them excited about something that you can do. That's the same amount of work as if it was just white lettering. Now they're sold and they're excited about this idea. And if they happen to be shopping around or get another referral to look somewhere else, this is what they want now. And they're going to ask this other person to do it. And they're either going to say no, or right. the price is going to be something that they can't do it that, that they can't compete with.
0: Yeah. Or the quantity is going to go up or something. Like
1: yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. So th- this is, it's all part of, this is like, uh, this really ties into all the concepts that we always talk about, but You've got to think outside of what you normally do and do something different. So maybe we can talk about. Um, we went out there and we surveyed out customers and wholesalers and things of like that. We could mm-hmm. talk about what are some popular items. We got a little and list. It, yeah, yeah,
0: and I'm laughing because it 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 is. I'm going to say it the way it should be said. Is okay. apparently fanny packs are really are really popular again.
1: Um, yeah. What they are call they them what's the new name
0: packs. now? They're the called hip pack. packs.
1: Well now, um, it's cool. and
0: they're on they're on dot um, I could never wear one because in my head they're still fanny packs.
1: Well, let me ask you a question: Do you wear? I see when people wear a fanny pack, they usually wear it in front of them, okay. right? But isn't your fanny behind you?
0: It depends on if you're in Britain or not. Really? Yes, if you're in the UK. A fanny pack
1: has a completely different meaning than it does. Okay, I'm not going to Google that right now. but Don't, don't do take it.
0: your word don't for it. it.
1: But, but, you know, thought, it,
0: it, is, it is like an interesting item because it's, it's small, it's fabric, it's easy to print, and it's also a great product for embroidery as well. Mm-hmm. Because you can do monogramming of a variety of kinds on a, uh, on a hip pack. Yeah. Uh, it, as well as being able to do... Um, to put digital heat effects or something on those lines on. So that, that's something that the cost on those is, is what I think it's five bucks.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get something like that for less than five bucks and, Uh, and you can decorate them in numerous ways. You got to get a little creative with this stuff, right? Because now we're talking about this is, and this is where it's talking about you being a business owner and really thinking about things and figuring stuff out because this item is going to be harder to get on an embroidery machine than a t-shirt or or a polo shirt or something like that. It's going to be harder to get flat on a heat press. So you've got to get creative with this stuff. And it's just like doing the masks, which have been really popular for, for a little while now. And a lot of people are calling into support because they can't figure out how to get some, how to get the mask flat on the heat press. press. Right. And, um, and so we've made some videos with some tips and tricks and things like that. But this is really about, you know, this is the stuff that will make you a winner over other folks, you know? So two things really that if you are a Coldesi customer um, that you've just got a, a team to call in so you can get the collective knowledge of what a lot of other people are doing. But also yeah. just about you figuring out how to do some of this stuff because somebody else down the road is going to try to make this hip pack and they are not going to be able to get it flat in the heat press, get frustrated with it, throw it in the corner and then never sell one. <laughs> right. When you're selling them for 20 bucks a piece, yeah, and you're, you're buying them for less than five and you're putting and it- a quarter design on it.
0: It's funny. I did, I did um, look a little earlier. The cost on them is $4 and 78 cents from Coleman company and a typical retail is around 16 bucks.
1: Okay. So, you know, That's you're at research there.
0: $11, you know, plus whatever your design time and materials are. Yeah. You know, this was something, this was just like uh, that retail price is just um, a simple embroidered monogram. It's not, it's okay. not a color image. It's not a company logo, you know, the, so the least expensive and what else I like about this kind of product is that, you know, it is a, it's a natural addition. I mean, imagine if you're doing family reunion t-shirts, mm-hmm. you know, how many of those people are going to want a hit pack to go with it, Yeah. you know, or, or maybe there's a, maybe there's a niche market that particularly loves those,
1: you know, that you could get into. Europeans? Could be. <laughs> Mom, you know, so, so if
0: you sell if you sell black socks and Birkenstocks okay
1: know, to
0: tourists <laughs> yeah then the spanny pack idea could be big
1: well there's uh i i go to theme parks a lot and I like doing any outdoor types of things and uh anywhere I go, whether it's um going hiking or biking or theme parks things like that, you will always see groups of people wearing custom t shirts yeah. right that's just it's just uh, uh everywhere. You know, people love to do that. They're going to go on a trip, they want custom t-shirts. These are all places where the hip pack works too. Yeah.
0: And right? and it's you crazy. know, it the, what I like about it too is that just like um Mark, I know you did a video on kidding where you um where you decorate an apron. Yeah. Like for barbecue, um or cooking or whatever that there's there's a lot less size variation. You know,
1: oh, okay. For, for the
0: for the hip yep. pack, you know, yeah. everybody's going to order one. There's not a small, medium, extra large. This runs a little bit small. It's this brand. It's this cut, so it doesn't wash as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're just going to order these and decorate them, and uh, and let the folks figure out how to how to adjust the size. Okay. It's the same way with with the apron. Yeah. You know, there's only two different kinds. There's the short one, and then there's the full-size 30-inch. So you're really reducing your inventory risk, you know, um, and you're upping your potential customer satisfaction by selling these things because 100% of the people are going to get them, and it's going to be fine.
1: Yeah, and you can. This, so this is an item that you can keep some in stock even good point. And, and easily add on as an upsell yeah so um i know i've talked to some folks before and they say you know actually um we prefer and again this will go back and forth right there's there's companies where they want to add on extra spots on shirts anytime they can so they want to do the left chest and the back and the side because each one of those things are going to sell more they're going to sell sell it for a higher price right um other folks will think the opposite of that i just want to do the front because, I, because then I don't have to worry about any of the hassle of doing the other things. I don't have to worry about making a mistake in the third step and having to start over. So it, there's a little bit of back and forth on these things. And when it comes to items like aprons and hip packs and koozies, when they are one size fit all, and then there's, le- there's less of that risk and hassle. Yeah, so yeah. people will come out there and say like, I don't want to sell the hats because hats is doing a little bit harder. I'd rather try to sell them something else, right? And they're, they're putting something off because they're not a master of it yet or whatever it might be. And they don't like that as an upsell. But yeah. all these items, you know, uh, coasters and glasses and, and all the things that we've named so far, I like them because they're easy to decorate. They're easy to keep in stock. And if you keep uh, their one size fits all. Yeah. So it's stuff you can really impulse sell people. Like when they're, when they come to pick up their stuff, you can show them an apron, you know, or give them an apron with their design on it and say, by the way, I can make some of these right now for you. They'll take me, yeah. you know, I can, I, I can, they'll, they'll be ready in a half hour or an hour or whatever it might be. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you the,
0: you know, it was a little nutty when I looked at the variety in apron prices, okay. which is, which is a lot less, um, stratifying than, than custom t-shirts. Okay. Custom t-shirts, you know, 15, 20, 25, you know, et cetera. and the but even for the the apron that you can get from Coleman and Company for $5.60 anywhere from 17 to $30. Hmm. For for the almost exactly the same apron decorated very simply. I couldn't even find a place that did a full color logo Yes. You know, know, so you could offer, you could offer that, you know, full color. You've got to see the video that Mark and Hannah did. You could offer something like that, either full color print or some really nice embroidery like on the spot when customers Mm -hmm. come in and it's a, it's a great upsell and you'll make as much or more for the same amount of time you would do a t-shirt just by grabbing one off the shelf and putting the print on it.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is like these items are less sought after right in in regards to popularity yeah Um, if you go into if you go into your house and you're a normal sane person you probably have a drawer with a bunch of Mm t-shirts then you have um one or two sets of coasters and one or two aprons maybe you know um maybe more if you have one for each holiday you know if if grandma probably has more um but that's kind of the way things go right so and don't don't forget the 10 or 12 um different
0: uh hip packs no
1: you grab maybe one hip pack right i mean because these are how you, you have one or two backpacks you own one or yeah. two lunch boxes one or two hip packs Um, you have a bunch of hats and a bunch of t-shirts. And that's why you got into this business is because everyone buys t-shirts, everyone buys hats, they buy a lot of them, they wear out. And when you, you know, and I talk to people all this about it all the time. I'm like, let's look at your t-shirt drawer. You know, what's the oldest shirt in here? You know, maybe there's one or two that's like a decade old that they keep for sentimental value, but most of the t-shirts are gone. They've gotten them within within the past few years because they wear out, right? And um and they know no, no they'll be staying, they no longer become viable products. And that's why you got into the t-shirt industry. And why I still like it is because because everyone's buying t-shirts, they're buying more and more t-shirts and polos and button-ups like you're wearing, Mark. And this is something that they're just they're wear and tear items. They always go out. People um gain weight, lose weight, gain muscle, lose muscle, all these things. So it's constantly thanks, changing.
0: Thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Yeah. That. Um the <laughs> So,
1: you know, it's really interesting
0: because late last year, we did a lot of research into this idea of fast fashion and, uh, you know, color fastness testing on t-shirts and garments and things like that. When I, when I spoke to people at more than one of these professional labs that do testing, you know, um, they're, they're kind of amazed that I was talking to them about testing shirts through like 25, 35, 50 washes and more. Because all of the big brands with fast fashion, that means they're, they're bringing in new designs every one to three months. You know, there's no more regular season. It's a constant mm-hmm. switch. And, there's, and the t-shirts don't last. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's nobody, if you go into like a, a brand like H&M or, you know, any, any of the more popular current brands, um, nobody is talking about how long their t-shirt lasts. Yeah. Right. Everybody is talking about, hey, this is a cool T-shirt. In three months, you're going to need this new one. You know where the things that we're talking about, everything except the T-shirt, will definitely last longer, and will definitely stay in style for a longer period of time. Like the hip if pack. you're making a novelty mug for someone, yeah. or or a uh, or a fanny pack, or a tumbler, or something like that, or an apron, you know. People will have those for a very long time when your T-shirt is gonna is gonna you know be here and gone tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point to bring up too, and um, and kind of going circling back to you know where we started with that is saying that um you got into the T-shirt business because it's a great business to be in for all those reasons, um, but while you're in this business, while people are shopping there. You can scoop up other things that are outside of your business, like selling coasters yeah. or yeah. the whiskey glasses or mugs or or things that um, that they norm they weren't coming to you for. And the this concept, I think, is really where it comes comes into when we start talking about kidding and we start talking yeah. about upselling. You go into Seven Eleven and there's they have the weirdest things up by the counter. All the time, right? That they you don't even recognize
0: buy. most of them, Frank.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they just have things up there. Like, who's buying? You know, who's buying this at a Seven Eleven? And it's because they just they know throughout their business model over thousands of stores, I'm sure, everywhere that if they throw this random little phone case up by the by, the, somebody will impulse buy it, and they'll just buy it because they're there. They came to Seven Eleven to get a drink and some gas. And then yeah. they left with a phone case.
0: I, I mean, I go shopping for like phone cases and can openers. Yeah. And lighters.
1: Yeah. Decorative
0: okay. lighters. Yeah, they have they a lot of lighters for me to pick up.
1: Um, and so I think that within your t-shirt business, if you're selling t-shirts and polos and things like that, bringing in these other items that are interesting. Yeah, can uh, can just really fare well for you for and, some of that impulse buy and some of that add-on.
0: And two two things I'd say about that is you know don't um, it works just as well digitally as it does in real life. Yeah. So if you if you have an e-commerce store or if you have an information website that talks about what you do, has images of te- of the of your designs or you know things that people can buy. Put some of these not t-shirt products on the front page, you know, just as as sidebars and and watch what happens. You know, the same thing when you're out in person, if you are visiting people and showing samples and dropping off cards, I mean, stick a cork coaster in your pocket that you've done full color on digital heat effects or a koozie that you've embroidered, you know, and just stick those in your pocket and show them off. And I guarantee somebody is going to fall in love with those things and want, and want just a bunch. And I would also encourage you once you start doing this to look for more serious opportunities. You know, I mean, there are businesses out there that just do coasters. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm not saying that could be yours, but it could be a significant part of what you do is to do this one additional item. And then people might find you for your custom cork coasters you know, and then end up buying T-shirts as the as the as the add-on.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's interesting, and and that's true. You know, um, a lot of businesses out there started off with the idea of being one in one place, and yeah. ended, and then end up somewhere else. So Coldesi, for example, as a as a company, started off as an embroidery machine selling company, and now most uh, most of our products that we're selling are are digital products, yeah. digital printing products when we add them up. Embroidery is still a significant, significant part of the business, but another huge significant part of the business is all the, are all these digital products and the company wasn't started as um, we're going to sell ways to, ways to print things. Yeah. We're going to sell ways to, to computerize embroidery things. Yeah. I, I I like
0: that analogy. That's good because I mean, we started off in, in embroidery and then it's, DTG printers and then it was um, automatic rhinestone machines and then it was spangle machines and then it was cutters and then it's digital heat effects. And you know, the, the list still now it's best blanks, you know, so we keep adding significant parts to our business and you know, digital heat effects is our best selling product. It's our best selling machine now, you know, by a good margin. And that is, you know, we've been doing that for four years now, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, so yeah. that's
0: something that we introduced as something else our customers could buy from us. Like mm-hmm. you might add koozies or aprons or hip packs or you know coasters or something like that. And now it's our significant product line. So um, I think that's a that's a good analogy to make.
1: Yeah. You know? Right. Amazon was used books. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's how it starts. So I think it's you've and the, another thing to mention is about the kits that we talked about earlier I didn't want to forget to bring that up again yeah but thinking outside of the t-shirt means I'm selling bundles of things together and a, a lot of what we've talked about recently is um the work from home stuff and uh, there's two things that are happening a lot right now right a lot of people a lot more people are working from home than they ever have before businesses have changed their business models for long term and short term and then in addition to that, um, there's a lot of uh, movement in the, uh, in just in the market in general as far as employment goes. So a lot, have, a lot of jobs have been eliminated and a lot of new jobs have been created. So there's a lot of people that have moved around careers, um, or just, they used to work at one restaurant and that restaurant shut down and they work at a different one. Right. Right. And this, so there's a, there's a lot of movement right now. All of this movement and the working from home combined, uh, means that, um, there's opportunities for businesses out there to, um, connect with that, with those companies in a way that's new and different. And one of them is through selling these branded or not selling, but giving their employees these branded kits of kind of swag per se, these swag kits. And this can be for the work at home, uh, employee just to make them feel a little bit more connected. (coughs) Yeah. Right. Just to say, you know, Hey, you're still part of the family. You know, um, I just don't see you every day, but you're still part of the family, um, or welcome to the family for all the new employees out there. You give them a hat and a shirt and a, um, apron and a, right. you know a hip pack. So one of the things about thinking outside the t-shirts, I think that's meant to be, that's, that can be brought up with this. When we start talking about kits is you, you sell a kit. For an idea like this, you know, you're going to a company or you're going to one of your customers. Hey, do you do anything for your current employees? A lot of other people out there—they're making these kits, and I've—and a t-shirt is always part of it, and I think that's great. But I also think we could do—we could put a mug in there, we could put a hit pack in there, um, we could put <clears> an apron. <throat> you know, um, a lot of people are talking about how they're cooking more than they ever have before. So give your—give all of your staff an apron. And, um, one of the things that I mentioned in the video that we just completed when we were talking about this kidding was you, if you're say if in that example, if it's like a real estate company that you're working with and a lot of their staff is now working from home, they're disconnected and you put together a kit for that company to send to all their staff. And it's a t-shirt, maybe a mask and maybe a can cooler, right? Or koozie. And, but you also Put in and get an apron in there too as one of the gifts that they're yeah. giving in this kit and i said i said who would have thought that selling aprons to a real estate company is something you'd ever do right. like they're not connected right they're not yeah. connected by by any means but when you are thinking outside of just the t-shirt and you're offering things like kits and you're offering them different ideas for their employees or gifts for their customers and apron actually makes a lot of sense yeah no um because people their their employees might be working from home or their customers might be buying a new home and in the home that and in the in your home is probably the most the the place where you've done most of your cooking
0: yeah So that's a good point. So I I like this. I like that you brought up the real estate thing, because I think there's, um, there's another play for the new homeowners. You know, if you bought a house recently, a lot of real estate agents will actually give you like a little gift basket Mm -hmm. or something to greet you there. And the, the custom apron, the whiskey glasses, the coasters, you know, uh, things that will have your real estate company name on it or your agent name on it. Um, those people will probably keep those things in forever or until they break, no matter what's on them. I don't know anyone that's thrown away a whiskey glass that wasn't broken, (laughs) you know, or gotten rid of an apron that wasn't, that was still usable. It doesn't happen. So when you're talking to your customers, of course, you know, if you're talking to that real estate company and you, you want to make a pitch about what you do, it's yeah. I mean, let's send all of your, um, your real estate agents, this kit, make them feel the, like they're still part of the agency, et cetera. But whenever they sell a house, why not four whiskey glasses, four coasters, an apron, you know, in uh, these other uh, non-apparel things that you can give to your customers um, that also aren't dependent on how tall they are, how many men or, men or women, if they're kids, you know I mean? You can send them these non-sized non-specific items that will just make you a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, imagine if you can convince a real estate company to send out, you know, $30 to $100 worth of items, you know, to every new homeowner, along with the same kind of thing for every, every agent. I mean, that's, that's a big win that has yeah. nothing to do with t-shirts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's just a great way to expand your business. And then while we're thinking outside of just doing t-shirts you know, you have to remember the holiday season and gift giving and all those things. So um, for one, remember the 365 day holiday season, which is like the birthday season, you know? So when you're thinking about things like that, you know, think about what is, what are a pool of things that you have available that are because you might make a custom t-shirt for somebody's birthday for sure, you know, with something yeah. that they're interested in. But there's other gifts out there that you can get. Um, I actually I got a I got a glass for as one of my my birthday presents, actually, yeah. and um a decorated glass. So um, so these are things to think about. And then also just the holiday season in general, when it's gift giving time, you know, and uh Christmas, Hanukkah, happy new year um uh halloween you know these are all times where where it's not just about custom apparel but there's a lot of things that people own in their houses that just have to do with the holiday season
0: yeah i mean if even if you just take thanksgiving as an example i mean there are, you can do embroidered table runners just for for thanksgiving you know mm-hmm. i mean you could do uh gift items koozies. um you could print place cards for each name one tags. of your guests. Um, you could give your, the kids that you never see name tags so you can tell them apart. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just like ton. If if, you, if you're looking for creative things to do, just think of that, that lady that you know that has a special closet for each holiday or a Mark Vila that you know that has a special closet for each holiday. And the that things one. that they might enjoy, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can, you can get into that business because you can do so many things with any of the pieces of equipment. I mean, with DTG, you can still do, you can still print on coasters. Yeah. You know, you can print on canvas. You could do a, uh, a family portrait reproduction for every holiday. You know um, you can print on paper, you know, you've got uh, digital heat FX, which basically is an unlimited, promotional products tool, you know, which is one of the reasons that it's so popular. And if you end up really into this, into this idea of doing things other than just t-shirts and it looks to be profitable, then you should probably listen to our podcast on the UV printing boom.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We're
0: we're selling, we're selling the junk out of MUTO and compress UV printers right now to do things like, um, travel mugs, Mm -hmm. which you can also do with DFX to do tiles, to do poster boards, to do um, the coroplast sign, yard signs, you know, uh, welcome to the Stevenson holiday party. Something you'll never see, by the way, on a sign (laughs) in front of my yard. But, um, you know, you've you've got all of those kinds of things that you can produce probably with a lot of the equipment that you've got that you can just kind of talk about and make money with because people are already coming to you.
1: So, so I think, you know, at this point in time in this episode, you know, what what I'm coming to the, you know, just real conclusion after talking about this is, is that, um, part of this is, um, is being creative and thinking of new ideas or, or just, you're not, I mean, it's not, you're not stealing somebody else's idea necessarily, but if you go, if you, if you see some of your competition doing something, or you see something at, target and you look at it and you say, you know what, this would be really cool if it was more customized, you know, and then you take those ideas and run with them. Um, You see if you can do it with the equipment that you have, you go on to like Coleman and company and, or wherever you might buy any blanks or best blanks. And you look at all the different things that are offered and say, is this something that I can sell to my customers? Yeah. And, um, and then maybe if our last episode, which was episode 137. And we talked about like marketing plans and and things of that nature. The playbook, the playbook, the marketing playbook. And then, and you can take these ideas and kind of run them through that to create, to see if that works for you. So you take a look and you say, I wonder if the hit pack things would be popular for Thanksgiving. Right. You know, like you could put gravy in there. (laughs) No. <laughs> you can put gravy on, like yeah you can have your own little just stuff your pack. rolls
0: to take home yeah you, know, you can so nobody will old, notice you
1: can, yeah you put your leftovers in there that you're going to take home because everyone good. packs up the leftovers then you forget them um you can, so you, you, put you them can in your also hip-
0: just i mean take a trip through through your local michael's store or craft store and be inspired we had had a um a small business up the street that uh, she made tons of money with uh, a vinyl cutter and these plastic pumpkins
1: Okay, yeah. And
0: she would just put kids' names, logos, different designs. Uh, churches and schools would sell them right next to their real pumpkins, you know, uh, for people that didn't want to do their own carving. You know, so, so you can also just go into the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group and ask. Yeah,
1: and, you know, you look know, at what crafters are doing. Mm -hmm. because crafters hobbyists have just beautiful ideas and amazing ideas. And because they're doing it for fun, the downside of what the crafters and hobbyists have is um, they can't make money with it. Like you can, because they will spend two and a half hours making one mug. Right. And then, and then sell it to their their friend for $10, which is like a dollar more than they paid for it. That's not a business. Right. Um, but they're doing it to they they have a hobby that they love to do, and maybe they charge for something so they can continue to afford to do it. But you, as a business owner, <clears throat> you know how to make things profitable and how to make money on them. So so take a look at you know go into crafting forums or crafting websites, see what they're creating and how they're doing it, and learn a little bit about that, and then see if you can you can't turn that into something you can do commercially, yeah, for a better price for faster what it, what it retails for, and then, um, go back to that playbook and do a little bit of market research with your customers or people, you know, or pretend your a potential like audience and talk about it and say, Hey, you know what I'm thinking about doing is, um, making, uh, doing custom tumblers for the holidays with like monograms or pictures of grandkids and things like that. Um, would you be interested in that? What would you pay for something like that? You know, things like that. I like that. I, I, I kind of picture
0: a, a big uh, checklist of everything that you can think of that would be reasonable to add to your business that you think might be profitable. And just, you know, going through it or saying here, yeah. you know, which one of these things would you be willing to buy from me? Would you be excited to find oh. if you could get customized? And then how much would you expect to pay for something like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, and I would say, you know the. Uh, One of the ways to do it is to start looking at it and say, which one of these things is going to be the easiest to make and easiest to buy and most profitable, you know, and, and put that on the list and then say, well, what would I like to do? What would be fun for me to make that i would find to be interesting you know and you put that on your list and then you say what's something i've never seen before and you put that on your list and and now you've got kind of the really profitable one the really fun one the really interesting one and you go out there and you do a little bit of market research to find out Um, the other good thing about this um, business is you can without um you can buy a couple uh, or a handful of the hit packs just to practice with them so you know how to do it. And yeah. you haven't invested that much money. You've invested like 25 bucks, right? Yep. Maybe. Um, and, and then you could just start to just try to sell them at that point in time. When you get an order, you order some. So your market research might just be a few hours worth of your time in making a prototype. And then you don't necessarily have, you could, your market research could just be actually trying to sell them. Yeah, good point. Like, take, a picture,
0: you, take a picture of the two that you did.
1: Yeah. Send yeah, it to your customers
0: with small. the sample price.
1: Yeah. Especially if you own the equipment that can do it and you have everything for it, you know, then just go ahead and make, make a prototype and for your market research, um, try to sell them to your customers. You know, don't do, do that before you buy 150 of them and now they're sitting there, you know? Right. Um, but, but I think that there's just a lot of opportunity out there to make profitable, really profitable items, make more money than you do on just selling just the t-shirts because you can add more items and get um, what we've described in the past is kind of getting deeper and in, deeper into your customers, selling your customers more things. Mm-hmm. Because if you go through their businesses and their houses and start looking at all the things that they own, a lot of that stuff they could have purchased from you customized that's a good point something right because they have coasters they have backpacks they have aprons they have can coolers um, they have tons of hit packs planners that they never use plan planters planners oh planners I mean
0: I have planters that I never use other people <laughs> probably have planners
1: yeah um, I just I just I just actually I have a planner outside that I just was working on this past weekend. I have a- Were you like putting down your to-do list in it? Yeah, no, I have no a planter. A planter. Okay. A chili pepper plant that I've been growing. It's getting real big. Nice. I have a planter
0: on my patio upstairs that I put an aloe plant in five years ago. Yeah. I've never done anything else. And it's actually like hanging over the edge. It's like it's attacking the neighbors.
1: Yeah, I do. I have a scary aloe plant in the front of my house.
0: Good good story. Hashtag Florida stories. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Okay. So I think we've got quite a bit um, here for people to chew on. Do you have any, any instructions or homeworks for our listener?
1: Sure. Uh, So yes. So what you should do is for one, just look at, uh, uh, list all the things that you sell regularly or have sold right? Maybe just create, this is some good research for your own business. List everything that you've sold, not by SKU necessarily, unless you really want to be anal about it, but otherwise just by style of what it is. So I sell polo shirts. I sell t-shirts. I sell hats. I sell and list all the items and try to order them. If Even if you don't want to do, look up the numbers, order them in uh, how many you sell of each. So maybe t-shirts at top, and whatever might be towards the bottom. you know, Hats might be towards the bottom for your business. And then look at that line. And for one, just look at what you've already sold and see if it makes sense from the conversation that we've had today. That you okay. should be selling, promoting it, marketing it, trying to sell it to more people. Maybe you've sold um, coasters one time last year to somebody who asked for them and you made them and then you just never thought about it again and never bothered to try to sell it again. point. Okay. So you already know how to do it, you've already been successful, you have a happy customer with it, and you know how much money you made off of it. So there might be items you've already sold in the past that you can just market more. You're not actively trying to sell. Um, Then I would look at that list and say, what else could I add here that could make sense to these customers? And you have to look at your niche customers, who they are, what they're buying, and what else can you add to that? And if you don't have any ideas, then what you said earlier, you know, um, go to Michael's, you know, go to Michael's, go wander to the Home goods, wander around, go on forums online, you know, go to crafter forums, start looking for an idea. And, and, um, within a few hours, you should have a handful of interesting ideas and then go, go to your list and you can look at that. Think about your customers and say, what, what makes sense? And, um, And then start the process of doing a little bit of market research and see if you can add a few of these things. And then you just actively, and then after when you're done with all of that, then you can actively sell them like actively sell them, you know, not just, not just have them on a list, but after somebody places an order or or they're in the middle of placing an order say, Hey, here's a few add ons. Here's a few of my favorite ones. And you list. Yeah. The most profitable one, the most fun one, and the most interesting right. one, and okay. see which one th- they like.
0: Send send out an email with stuff you didn't know I sold. You know. I'm, oh
1: yeah, that's great. Yeah, reach I love out that. to your
0: customers that way, and just see what the interest is that way as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good then. Well, I think we've we've gotten we've gotten somewhere today. We've we've um, instilled out a little bit of knowledge, and I think really just uh this podcast is almost a bit inspirational. Yeah, about you could you can do you can do so much more than you may be doing already and yes. that's going to turn into money
0: think um think outside the t-shirt the next time think you're thinking about your t-shirt. business okay hit
1: the show notes for
0: links to some of the products we've talked about and to our new um our new brand our new cold se brand bestblanks.com um this has been mark stevenson and mark vila you guys have a uh have a great t-shirts plus business <laughs> okay so, woo